ladies and gentlemen, and of course, Springer, as we all know, how are we doing on this fantastic March 20th, 2022 Sunday evening? Springer and I coming at you. You know what it is. Tape to tape pod back again for episode five. Uh, Springer, how's the week been? I know we, I know we were just able to chat again a little bit on Thursday, but, uh, you know, what do you, what have you done this past weekend? How was the Friday? You, you hit, you hit the liquor too hard with the boys or. Oh, dude, I don't even have any boys up here. That's the sad part. Like, I don't know. I kind of just moved here. Like not really knowing anybody. I don't know. Hitting the booze with the boys, like online playing shell or something else. That's usually my time with the boys now or more, this more, podcast. more of a, more of a lady man, I guess. Huh? well more of a lady man but um no dude i kind of just took it easy this weekend i've been like binging this show that i finally like found out about because i introduced my girlfriend to super troopers like two or three weeks ago she absolutely loved it hence the the mustache it's disgusting Um, it's gonna have to go oh dude I, i I kind of like it. She kind of likes it, but um, well, I'm no, I'm also it, biased. I just get angry when I see people pulling off good mustaches because I still have the the Hitler stash going, where <laughs> it it grows in super dark right below my nose, and the farther it branches away from my nostrils, the lighter it gets and less full it gets. So dude, it's it's fr- it's frustrating because I want to be able to grow a good stash, and then I try and I try talking myself into it's going to look better. It's going to look better, and a month later, I still looking like I'd run the Reich. So it's not, uh, not ideal, but I got to ask you this. I know this is just hypothetical. I'm not saying I actually do this, but <laughs> dyeing your mustache. I've done it once. Is that I've yeah. done it. I've done it once. It was for a, uh, a fraternity related. We, we were going to like a big meeting and it was like, a, Oh yeah. It was like a tradition that everybody that goes to the meeting all dyes their mustaches. Yeah. or grows out a mustache yeah. and me being a junior in college uh you know can only grow so much so i ended up having to dye it it didn't look horrible i didn't hate it yeah. but it was uh I, I, I still just get frustrated when i see people being able to pull off good stashes so well in natty's natty's at uh in rochester for us i dyed mine jet black i do remember that remember yep that, that yeah. was uh rochester was that sophomore year or was that was that well i guess True. I'm trying to think. Were we also rocking stashes with our mullets? Ah, I don't know if I. I don't, I don't think we were. No, I, didn't I don't think mullet. we were. So I think it was the year after the mullets. So yeah. Speaking, speaking of uh, mullets, all of you that are crazy about some good hockey hair, stay tuned later in the episode. We've got the good word of the day coming for you. We'll we'll get into some great hair hair news. But yeah, dude. No, I um yeah, I've been binging the show by the guys who did um, Super Trooper. Yeah, Super Troopers, yeah. Uh, Tacoma FD. Okay. Uh, actually, a pretty good show. I got to say, it's now, like um, kind it, of a casual watch. Casual watch, okay. Yeah, if it's, if it's, it, good. it's written written by the Super Trooper boys, is this similar to like Reno 911? Kind of. Okay. But yeah, it kind of is, but like firefighters in Washington, like in okay. like All right. Seattle. So, which is which is even even better for you, a little closer to home, you know. Yeah, dude. Understand what they're what they're referencing. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, there's not really any like Washington-esque references aside from the fact that Tacoma is like one of the rainiest cities in the country, so it's kind of funny that it's about firefighters <laughs> in one of the rainiest cities in the country. That's good. But, I love it. 
yeah but it's a, it's a pretty good show but yeah it's awesome what you been up to this weekend oh man i uh went out to the blue line on friday night that's, Love it. that's the uh local kansas city hockey bar the one and only in kansas city one hung out there, hung out hung out there for a while with some buds probably well you know you can't walk me into a bar and tell me that your specials all night are rumple shots i it's a recipe for disaster especially when the people that i'm hanging out with love to do those and so sure enough a couple too many of those later and i am waking up with an atrocious headache on saturday so my weekend was also very lazy it was good it was it was a nice lazy i needed a just kind of a, a recoup reset weekend uh today yeah, was really good too um good, i don't know if you've heard of chicken and pickle it's it's kind of a casey oh no dude absolutely yeah, funny enough so, i actually was doing business with the people who actually make the uh pickleboard paddles oh yeah, they're yeah. actually up yeah they're actually made up here in over in idaho but yeah i was doing business with them for a while that's crazy yeah dude but yeah, but yeah they, so went went there for the first time today and oh sick uh, got some food i got with the fiance super good food i i like i said hadn't been there before i was thoroughly impressed that it was not just a pickleball focus like the, the food was well atten- attended to they they yeah it was phenomenal would highly recommend it so yeah, yeah. it's a sick place easy, easy weekend it's uh ready to ready to get back to work this week and uh and enjoy the rest of my sunday being lazy and relaxing yeah, well, it's not going to be a uh, very relaxing rest of your Sunday, let me tell you, because we got a I lot was, of stuff going I was, on. I was going to say, I should rephrase that, as relaxing of the <laughs> end of the NHL trade deadline that we can get. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I feel like the past two days have just been, every time I pull up Twitter, there's a new notification, new trade, new yeah, big yeah. name leaving, it's it's wild. Um so yeah, let's 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 jump into those. Talk about some of the big ones that we've seen. I know, unfortunately for our boy Springer, it seems like the Kraken decided to go ahead and uh, give up on their expansion team before it even really started. And it looks like they're uh, they're heading into a rebuild. They have in the past. Well, I think I think uh, Yarn Croak was Yarn Croak. Yarn Croak. Yarn Croak. Yarn Croak. I think he was traded like almost immediately after you and I hung up the phone uh, yeah. on Thursday after we were recording Thursday. So not yeah. as new, but the uh, the Kraken traded Yarn Croak to Calgary. Yeah. Just killer for them because today they go ahead and turn around and trade Giordano over to Maple, uh, the Toronto and, Maple Leaves. Yeah, and Colin Blackwell. Oh, I didn't. So, I didn't. I hadn't seen that Blackwell got traded either. Both of them to Toronto. <laughs> oh no! So the Kraken really are uh, starting their rebuild new. I don't know. Let's let's start with the uh, the Yarn Crook to Calgary. What do you what are you, what are your thoughts over there, Kraken guy? I mean, <laughs> oh, it's just I, I love how like our first major trade is to Calgary. It just really kind of just. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's I, i'm it's almost like the people in the uh, front office for the kraken are like how can we really make springer just suffer exponentially worse than he ever has cheering for i team? know you know maybe i should stop like dming like the kraken account 
because I think they're kind of doing everything that they do now out of spite for me because I probably DM them way too much. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I think that's stellar. Yeah, I think they're going to respond to me one of these days and be like, oh, yeah, you think you can run the team? Do it on shell. <laughs> do it. But, yeah, don't talk to us. <laughs> do it on shell. Don't talk yeah, to us. Yeah, I mean, but, personally, I love this move for the Flames. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do too. I'm I'm super stoked for him about that. I mean, I don't even know what we gave up for him, but it probably wasn't enough for us this year. Yeah. I mean, it's already been it, – it's been borderline tough to watch the Kraken already as it is, but for us to give up in the course of one week, give up Callie Yarncruck, give up Colin Blackwell, and give up Mark Giordano. Yeah. All in the course of a week for I mean I mean you know like you could you could say it's the course of four days. Yeah. <laughs> Thurs- Thursday yeah. to Sunday is when those deals went down. Like that's yeah. I mean yeah, yeah it, yeah for that to I don't know for us to not actually get any like physical return on that. It's all kind of it's a fugazi. We don't know what we're getting in return for that. It's a yeah, fugazi. fugazi. It's a fugazi. It's a wutzy. It's a woozy. Yeah, I don't know what we're getting for that. Yeah. So it's no, just like it's, it, it's it's one of those things where it hurts a lot right now because these are the guys that have been producing for the Kraken uh, as right. not often as that is. <laughs> but when it is when the, when the Kraken are producing, it's been these guys, and now you know they're getting rid of them. And I understand you 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 want to you want to build so that you can have a, a franchise that's sustainable, but that also starts right. with keeping some playmakers and maybe building the team around them. So I'm, I agree with you. I think on the Kraken end of things, that's kind of shitty. I don't, I don't know if they're going to really benefit as much giving those guys away as they could have now. Hey, I've been proven wrong many of times in my life. I hope it happens again. I hope the Kraken get some good guys out of that, but I think, I, I think, I think Calgary definitely won won that trade getting Yarn Crow. Yeah. The Leafs, I'm not so sure. I was yeah. actually very shocked to hear Gio was going to the Leafs. I know they've got a lot of talent this year. Um, they've got a lot of point scorers, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, but I the Leafs really needed to focus on goaltending before the yeah. trade deadline. And I they still have it. They could they could they could come out of the works within the next 24 hours. They could have something done by tomorrow. It would not surprise me, but I'm I'm shocked that Geo was one of the first ones they went after, and that was their like main priority. Um, yeah, and I I think it has a lot to do with having some sort of veteran presence on that team. Because I mean, they got rid of Thornton, right? And true, they really don't have much in terms of age. So I mean, for what you're getting Geo at to have some sort of a veteran presence in that locker room, I think's a big thing for them. I think that's also one of the things that they're looking at. And also there really isn't much that is out there for Toronto in terms of goaltending. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, yes. And no, I, I, I definitely agree with the, uh, you know, having, having kind of the age and the, um, the experience in the locker room, but there's also a certain point where you got to pick your battles. In, in my opinion, it makes more sense to have, an all-star goaltender than it does to have experience in a locker room. And obviously I've never been in an NHL locker room playing for an NHL team, but right. I, from what I you know understand about the game, I think your goaltending is going to have a little bit more of a pull right. than, than having experience in the locker room. So I'm curious to well, see how these, how these deals work out, um, you know, for, yeah. for both the Leafs and the flames. I'm, well, I, I also think, you know, you get a lot of, you get a really big sense of comfort, in the locker room as well, when you know that 
your last line of defense, the Tindy is going to be there to True. help you through those tough games and be able to stop you when or be able to stop the puck for you when they get past exactly and sometimes you know, sometimes that might that players. might I mean my thought process is that might be worth more than experience in you know yeah so yep. we'll see we'll see um we'll see. Be very curious to see if next Sunday we're talking about the Leafs new starting goaltender or if we're talking about the <laughs> Kraken trading away their entire team. Um <laughs> so couple other big trades. We got the Blackhawks sending Hagel over, uh, or I guess, down to Tampa. And then we've yep. got uh, the Ducks sending you – know, he, he's coming to Minnesota, my team, and I, I still haven't heard a perfect pronunciation of his team. I want to say it's DeLowry's – Dolores? I don't know. Good, good winger, though. He's, he's kind, of a, uh, kind of an enforcer guy. So I'm, I'm curious to see where Dean wants to put him into the wild play. As far as Hagel to the Lightning, I think that's great on both sides. I think it's, it's not unknown that the Blackhawks are struggling this season um, yeah. as, as they have the past two seasons. I think they need to get some picks, kind of build a little depth in their, in their farm team. And I, I think this trade is going to help them with that a lot. So, plus Hagel's yeah. going gonna to fit in really well the team that's won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Uh, I, I don't see any issue there. So I think that's a good trade for both teams. Uh, Dolores to the uh, – I'm just going to say Dolores, I, unless you've got a proper pronunciation there for me. Uh, my only guess is maybe Delorier. Delorier, that's probably better than mine, yeah. Uh, anyways, him, like him. Him, I'm, 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 I'm curious to see where he fits into the wild scheme. I think we've been a very nitty-gritty team, but I've never thought of us as – much of needing an enforcer, you know, I think Jordan Greenway and Matt Dumba do a really good job of that as well as Nick Foligno. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm, I'm curious to see how he fits in. It'll be good to see that. But those two trades aside, is it obvious the Panthers are going all in for a ship this year or what? <laughs> I mean, it, I, the, I'm the just glad this is on top of where they're already at. The league is ridiculous. I mean, I'm just glad this isn't a game of poker because they are, yeah, their poker face is atrocious. I think. Oh yeah, no, they're all in. They're all in. They are all in, and I think everybody knows that. Uh, for those, for those that don't know, uh, especially now, but yeah, long, like we're long, talking about longtime uh, Flyers player Claude Giroux plays his 1,000th game with Philadelphia. Was that Thursday night? I want to say. I think so. I think it was Thursday Thanks. night, and. Yeah. Uh, Saturday morning, I wake up and he is headed down to the Florida Panthers to play with them. Springer, what are your thoughts on that trade? I mean, I'm happy for the Panthers. Um, happy for Giroux, too. I think that I don't know. It seems like Florida's really trying to push to become a hockey destination and just Florida in general being retirement city. It seems like it's pretty interesting that we've seen a lot of older guys Right. And right. Florida. But I don't know. It, it seems like they're really trying to push to be a hockey town and a place for guys to really want to go and, you know, enjoy themselves both on and off the ice. And I think that I think that Giroux is happy to actually be going to a team that's going to be competing this year. Right. I agree. Uh, I agree. Obviously, and, I mean, he, he said he said from the get go, he wants to compete for another cup like that's a, and, and the Flyers were aware of that. He was aware of that. It was very well known that 
that's just not where the Flyers are at right now, unfortunately. Right. Maybe a couple years down the road, but they're just they're not going to do it. So he knew he needed to go somewhere else to try to lift that cup again. Is it again? I can't remember. Did, was he on the Flyers when they won one? He had to have been. Let's see. No, I don't think so. Flyer, uh, the, Flyers, the Flyers made a deep run. I want to say it was like 2011, 2013. I, I can't remember the exact year. It was early, early uh, 2010s. But Flyers haven't won one since 75. So I can, um, with a lot of confidence, say that, no, Giroux has not won a cup with the Flyers. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think this gives a good opportunity for him to raise a cup. Sorry. Yeah. We'll go back there. And then yeah. um, it almost feels like the Panthers are kind of doing what the L.A. Rams did in the NFL this year, where, you know, mm-hmm. they, they trade for these big-name guys and they, they sign them on kind of short-year contracts to see how the year goes. And, I mean, if we're looking at the Rams as the example, that worked out really, really well for them. They, they, I mean, won, the, yeah. they won the Super Bowl, and on top of that, they've now got a lot of guys that were hitting free agency that are re-signing with the Rams to try and go do it again. So, yeah, well, we'll, and- we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, and I mean, excluding the salary cap from the equation, right? As a Which team, is... it's better to have, you know, going into the off season, whether they win the cup or not, it's so much better to have too many guys than not enough guys Absolutely. to pick and choose from. Could not agree especially, more. and especially when you're able to, you know, pick and choose, and some of those guys are worth something. Especially going into the off season with the draft, it's pretty nice to be able to know that you're able to get rid of some guys if you need to. Some pretty decent top round picks to be able right. to grow that team in the future right. as well. Exactly, so. exactly. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to play out for the Panthers. It's definitely going to be an interesting, uh, you know, final quarter of the season. Definitely going to be curious to see where they end up heading into the playoffs and how, how uh, you know, Giroux and Hag fit into the system these next couple weeks and what that looks like. I'm sure we will have a lot more moves to talk about uh, next Sunday. As t- it seems that most of the bigger deals, like the big, you know, blockbuster, nobody saw it come in, happened the day of the deadline. So it would not surprise me if for some reason you, you guys hear Springer and I's voices again tomorrow night with some emergency broadcast yeah, uh, right. trade deadline issues. So yeah. we'll, we'll keep an eye on all that. Uh, Springer, I know you had a couple other. Well, no, I was just wanting to throw one more thing at you because obviously – talked about the wild a little bit and we've talked about big money moves and we still have a little bit of time and the one person that we have not talked about who looks like they're interested in possibly moving is flower or mark andre Fleury, and seen a little bit of rumblings about him possibly being interested in the wild among a few other teams so dom i was curious what your thoughts were about uh flurry potentially to the wild yeah you know Fleury kind of strikes me as a guy that Toronto should have gone after. Um, I, you know, we mentioned earlier Toronto's kind of <laughs> goaltender issues, and that's kind of where they're struggling. I think I've got an issue with him coming to Minnesota, and it's not because of him. It's not because of anything he's done. I personally love Fleury. I think he's a great guy, and I think he's an unreal goaltender. I don't know who we trade for. If we pick up Fleury, are we giving, are we giving Chicago Cam? That doesn't make any sense to me. Cam's having a stellar year. Are we giving him? Are we giving him Kakinen? That doesn't make sense to me either. He's so young. He's going to be the face of the franchise next year. Like, I, I don't see any way that we we trade Flurry unless it's like a like a three way team where we also don't have to give up Cam and Kakinen. And then at that point, it's like, okay, well, 
what do we now do? We've got three stellar goaltenders all putting up crazy good numbers. Awesome. If we are going to give one of them up, I think it's probably got to be Cam. He's got, I want to say, one year left on his deal. Like, I think we've got him for next year and then his contract's up. Or this might be his final year. Um, but I think we trade Cam, which, again, doesn't make any sense to me. He went to the All-Star game this year. <laughs> like, it's kind of like Flurry's numbers have been solid, but they're, he's – He's not putting up flurry numbers, and you can blame that on a whole handful of things. You can blame it on new team. You can blame it on the fact that the new team he's on this year is not close to the caliber of the teams he was playing on with Pittsburgh and Vegas. So that's a whole adjustment, too. I, I personally don't see any need for him to come to Minnesota. I'd be more upset at who we were losing to get him there than him being there. So I think Toronto's a good team to go after him. Um, I think... <laughs> the Oilers, the Oilers would be a really good team to go after him too. I mean, how many years have they been struggling on goaltender issues? So I think there are other teams out there that need a goaltender more than we do. I think we can focus on getting a little bit more defensive help for Spurgeon and Dumba. So that's my take on it. I, I don't think Flurry is a good fit for Minnesota, but you know, we'll see what the front office has to say about that. <laughs> you know, yeah. speaking, speaking of Minnesota, I don't know if you've heard this story yet, Springer, but last night, March 19th, the Mankato Madness. This has got to be one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. And I'll, I'll give a shout out to my pops for giving me the call this morning and telling me about it because I, I, I didn't even see anything or hear anything about it without him saying it. So Minnesota State and Bemidji State playing up in – up in Minnesota last night for the CCHA championship. And they go to overtime one-to-one about, it was, it was something like three minutes into overtime, Minnesota state scores, celebration, picks, trophy presentation, fans go home, teams go to the locker rooms, Zamboni's on the ice, cleaning it, ready to go home. And the refs get a call. Hey, we got to take a look at that goal. No, uh... it got ruled. No goal. So oh they God. had to bring the teams back out, let them do another warm up, get everybody loose a little bit. Um, I don't even I don't even know what they did with the fans. Like, do you let fans back in? That like obviously there were some that probably still hadn't fully left, but do the fans go back? In? I don't I don't know the logistics surrounding all of that. Anyways, they well, bring the yeah. they bring the two teams back out to play after doing pictures and trophies and everything. Thank God, Minnesota State did still end up winning it. That would have been the most tragic turn of events ever. Um, oh, jeez. But, it, I mean, it was, it was insane. You know, they brought them back out, did it all again, and the stadium was pretty much empty. <laughs> Good God, yeah, I was going to say, the boys were probably a couple pops in. It was probably just beer league. Well, that's that's another thing I was saying. I'm like, I, I, know, I know it's college, so they're not all over 21, but there had to be some of them that were in the locker room, you know, <laughs> Had some champagne. They were going crazy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get a call. Hey, actually, we need you boys to come back out and do another period. It's like, what? Excuse me, what? I don't we get a couple minutes to can we get a couple minutes to get some coffee in the boys, sober them up a little bit, maybe? Can we take a couple showers first? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just thought that'd be wow. a fun little story for all you out there. That it, I mean, it, it'd be like a, a touchdown being called at the Super Bowl. Or like the the national the college football national championship, everybody celebrates. They're on the field. The confetti. They start cleaning up the confetti, yeah. and then they review and they overturn the touchdown when the stadium is pretty much empty. So that crazy night, crazy night 
congratulations to Minnesota State for pulling out pulling out the dub twice. Twice. <laughs> I will say, if if you if you wow. go and look at the replay of the goal, what happened was the goalie was sliding from the left post to the right post, and the player like brings it, and it looks like it maybe goes underneath the goalie's toe. But if you watch it one time in slow mo, it's beyond obvious that as the goalie slides over, his skate hits the post. And the post jumps up a little bit when he hits it and it goes under oh. the outside under the post. And so that's why I was like, you didn't look at that once before like the whole like pictures and everything. Like I understand the heat of the moment celebration that might have to get calmed down, but like, it's crazy to me. They went through everything. Yeah. And then, They're just like, and then looked enough. at it and then looked yeah. at it. Like, I, I feel like that's more of a, I don't know, kind of, kind of a spot on the, NCAA officiating than it is on anything else. Yeah, I mean... I'm glad they got the call right. Why, yeah, especially something that big. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the biggest takeaway is at least they got the call right. It's just, I don't know, maybe do it, like, right after it's scored. Maybe. That, that might make sense. Like, instead of, like, ag good enough, you know? <laughs> like, and obviously it was televised to some sort because they were able to call and say, hey, we need to, like... Exactly. Take a look at that. Again. Exactly. Like that's so. Anyways, little uh, they're calling it the Mankato Madness. So that's uh, go go take a look at it, folks. Let us let us know what you think of it. I again, like I said, I'm shocked they didn't look at it right then and there. That's just kind of poor officiating. But this is unreal. Yeah. So there's there's the there's the fun story for the day. Jeez. Let's uh let's jump into a little. Word of the day. I know doing back-to-back pods, we didn't we didn't get to do one on Thursday, so yeah. we've we've got a real good one for y'all today. Springer, lettuce, baby, letty, lettuce, letty, little, little letty, little uh, also also, letty. also could be could be referred to as little cabbage, lettuce, little cabbage, cabbage little, little romaine, little romaine. spinach, little kale, little kale, <laughs> little kale macar. Um, lettuce lettuce ladies and gentlemen and of course springer it is uh your flow your hair your luscious locks it's it's kind of what defines some hockey players i I would say you know especially if you look in the nhl i mean i don't i think if i think if brent burns would have came out one game with a normal haircut and no beard nobody would know who he was absolutely like it'd be one of those like yeah that's true it'd be like one of those videos of like have you seen those videos of like a dad like shaving his beard and then like coming yes. and going and like hugging his baby and the and, baby and starts the, crying and the, kid, the kids freak everybody. out they're like who are you yeah. you're not my dad no that'd be, yeah. that'd be that'd be most hockey players um yeah it's just hair hair is such a staple i mean there's there's so many th- minnesota has their uh oh. their all hair the all hockey hair the, team the all hockey hair team so like <sighs> I know. <laughs> it, what was, uh, I, in, in, well, in most states, you know, you've got like your your first. I know, like in Kansas, it's it's the EKL. So you've yeah. got like your your first uh, Eastern Kansas League team, and you know that's like the top. If we're talking hockey, it's like the top ten hockey players. You know, whatever. So like yeah. that, they've got that for hockey, for hair up in Minnesota. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just oh, bananas. Oh, and the guy who does the videos is awesome. Like mm-hmm. what he he always has a theme for him every year. Yep. I think this this yep. year was Flochella. It was. It was Flochella. Flochella. <laughs> um, I actually I, I did I did get the privilege of seeing the all hair team live at really? the Winter Classic. They brought them all out. 
So that was wow. pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Some of those dudes, I mean, the hair was just bananas. Like there were some of them, it was like Afro esque, but yeah, like a foot long. Like it was like it was just insane. I can't even describe it. So yeah, I mean, I, Springer, I don't I don't know what your favorite. We don't we don't have to go favorite favorite player, but like what's your what's your favorite hairstyle? Favorite lettuce that you've seen, you've seen in the game? One player in particular, or, or just one hairstyle in particular? I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go first. I, I think my hairstyle, without a doubt, has got to be the poly. There's, the there's, there's not, there's nothing to me that like encapsulate, encaptures, encapsulates. Encapsulate. I can't. I can't do English. So. Words are hard. Yeah, words are tough. Um, it's it's the mullet. Like that is like the staple to hockey, and yeah. I will I will never not love some type of mullet haircut. I'll be honest. I still get my haircut in a mullet, but I have it where it's presentable. So like I'll do like short on the sides, tapered up into like my my normal looking business. <laughs> I'm in the real yeah. world. Yeah, big boy. Big boy, big boy, big boy. But I, I, even now, still, I still, there's a little bit of mullet that you can just tell. And I, I don't know if that'll ever go away because the, I mean, like I said, it's, yeah. it's my staple. I, I love it. Well, it's, and just in case, you never know when you're going to need to, you never, to molletize it again. Exactly. And see, for me, I, there's just something about the traditional just blow, just the, the slick back, you know, yeah. the, the hair slick back, but not like, you know, in a, not, a not like greaser. Way. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. you know, you're not the Italian mom. It's like, uh, yeah. Just the like very obvious, like, like a textured slick back almost. Yeah. Not a, like not the a very, oil. yeah. The very obvious, just like, you know, having your head forward and just flicking it back and then however your hair lands. Yep. Exactly. Just that kind of look. I, oh. I got, I got to agree with you there. That's, and uh, I got, I got to say, Dom, I, you know, I've tried this before and I got to say, it's really fucking hard to upkeep that. It's, it's not easy. It's, dude, I mean, you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> how many how many years in college should I grow up my hair yeah. for an entire year? Like, I mean, I know, dude, it's yeah. super tough to take care of and to get it to lay how you want all the time. It's yeah. a pain in the ass. But when it does lay right, oh, whoo, it's the best. It's different. It's uh, absolute best. You know, if we're talking – okay, so we talked about Brent Burns – Joe Thornton's fantastic. He he's not so much lettuce as he is as he is beard, but I guess I mean yeah, that falls into lettuce. It falls into the look. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Patrick Kane's mullet. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen that, go and look that up. That's that's pretty nasty. I can't remember what year that he did that, but he had uh, he had the racing stripes and everything. It was it was oh. filthy. And then I mean, all time best ever. You gotta talk about Yarmir Yager. Oh. The the dudes hair down to his shoulders in the oh. back but the front yeah. he's got bangs that are no more than like an inch or two tall like it's oh. but they stick straight up of course and the perm there's like the a perm, perm on the top and there's just nothing it's just yeah oh oh man i don't know i don't know how that uh how that bucket kept all that oh, down God, that <laughs> nasty chofa buckets disgusting Speaking of which though i was thinking about it earlier and I was curious if there was one, like we can call this hypothetical hypocrites or hypocrites or whatever we want to call this segment. But if there was one brand that you wish would either make hockey gear again or 
you wish would start making hockey gear, what brand would it be? And it could be mm-hmm. anything, clothing, twigs. It could be gloves, anything. Man, I'll tell you right now, it's not Jofa. <laughs> <laughs> I, those, those, buckets, <laughs> those buckets should never see oh. the light of day ever again. Yeah, um, those to Gretz and Darmir Yager. Those should never come back. No, not at all. Dude, this is going to kind of sound crazy. and I don't know. It's just one of the first things that pops in my head. Dolce yeah. and Gabbana. I think <laughs> they could put up some filthy, like, track suits for the boys to walk in, like, playoffs <laughs> or something, just bougie. Like, I don't know, just some team-sponsored Dolce and Gabbana. That's Oh, I, I think dude. that'd be disgusting to see. And then maybe they dip their feet in there, and then they start making these, like, blinged out sticks that are like wrapped in 14 karat gold and every time you snap one it's a you know 15 grand (laughs) something oh god oh you'd hear like like the the ice mics for every game you'd hear the snap and then just the the crying the crying from the ice (laughs) every everybody everybody'd be crying oh oh my god There goes my bonus check. For <laughs> well, one there's point. my signing bonus for the next six yeah, years. Right. <laughs> Mine is like totally out of left field, literally. So okay. I don't know why I was thinking about this one, but I was thinking about Twigs in particular. Okay. The baseball brand, Marucci. Oh. Makes the they dip their toes into making that Twigs. That could actually be filthy, dude. That Yeah. I really like that. I, I you, really like You play that. baseball too. Yeah. I really, I love their bats. They were my favorite the bats. The Marucci bats? Yeah. Yep. yep. They dip their toes into making some twigs. I think I, you know, I think you're onto something there. I mean, Springer, between between them making making twigs and Disney hosting the stadium series or the Winter Classic, I mean, you well, and I are into a lot of good business ventures here. I think I think the game of hockey might just get reshaped by two dumb idiots that have never played before at a professional level. Yeah, fuck the TikTok influencers and their <laughs> brand with their bonus signing or with the yeah, NHL. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think you got two guys right here who are absolutely onto something. Oh, I love but it. I love it. NHL, like reach it. out That's... to me, Gary. <laughs> Gary, you got my number. Gary, let's chat. <laughs> let's chat. I'm more than happy to meet you. Oh, I Just love don't it. bring up the oats. Mm, yeah, or I mean, for your sake, the flames. <laughs> the flames. <laughs> well, uh, speaking speaking of flames, should we uh, get into a little puck picks? For uh, for those of you who have followed along our first four episodes, all you know what five listeners we've got. Appreciate you all, of course, always. Yeah. Well, hey, we have 22 total listens as of right now. So. Wow, wow, we're getting up there. We're getting up there. But uh, <laughs> guys, so typically puck picks, we have gone through and picked a day, and just kind of gone through all the games and our predictions and stuff. But we're we're gonna give it a give it a little switch here. We're gonna try to stay stay consistent on Sundays. Um, you know, once a week pod for you guys. Maybe if we get a lot of following, we can switch it twice a week. See, maybe see, we'll see. Who's the fans think? So we're we're switch it up a little bit today and we're going to take our top five games each for the entire week and talk about them uh so i've got i've got my five favorite games springer's got his five favorites we'll we'll just kind of jump back and forth we'll tell you what day they're on 
and then we'll give you our predictions and you can uh, use that as fading knowledge for bets and go against us and you'll become a millionaire in about two weeks. So that'll be great. <laughs> or if you're new to the sport and you're wanting to, you know, pick, pick a team to root watch. for on a random night, yeah. you know, yeah. all along with us. So yeah. Or any, watch any of it, all the above or watch a good game of hockey or, you know, or think... watch a good game. Cause a lot of these are going to be, I will say we did <laughs> sometimes you gotta, <laughs> you gotta pick a dumpster fire too, just cause it's going to be fun to watch. I, I would, I would say 90% of all of our picks, they are, they're going to be the best games of the week. The ones to look out for the ones to watch. They're going to be phenomenal. So Springer, we'll, uh, we'll jump in with yours. What do you got first? Got some interesting ones here. I've got some good ones. I've got some bad ones. I've got some, I guess you can call them iconic matchups here as well. Yeah. Um, yep. I guess I'll just run through all of them. Well, let's, let's, it's... let's, I mean, let's do, let's do how we usually do where we'll, you pick your game, give your prediction. You I'll get yeah. mine. And then we'll, we'll, we'll go to one of my games, go back and forth. Love it. Okay. So first game I got on here and I didn't really do it at any point particular order just the ones that kind of popped out to me the most um biggest one that i saw this weekend or this upcoming week that um i thought was going to be a really good one is uh sunday the 27th march 27th uh panthers at the leaps i think that's going to be a really good game both teams that are kind of making some money moves so we're going to see these two teams kind of in playoff form i mean who's to say we may see these two teams play each other in the playoffs at some points obviously that takes more than likely will require the Leafs getting out of the first round, but um, <laughs> let's uh, let's not be generous there. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, Panthers and Leafs on Sunday. I'm going to take. Obviously, we're kind of just we we are of, we are a little up in the air on this week's games just because we still have an entire day of trade deadline going down, yeah. and it, it does tend to be the Monday of the trade deadline where all the, the majority of the moves get made. So, right, I mean, and we are subject to change a little bit, but a little bit. And we are kind of just speaking out of our ass too, because obviously we haven't seen what these guys who are coming into both of these teams are going to exactly, look like. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to take, and I think this is going to be a good one. I'm thinking I'm going to take the Panthers five to three on this one with Ooh. a uh, shorty to make it five, three. Shorty or so, empty? Or empty. Empty. Okay. Yeah, that's my well, a little empty netter. So four, four, three with an empty netter. I like it. I like it. Yep. I'm, um, my my answer is going to be dependent on if the Leafs pick up a goalie in the next 24 hours. If they pick up a goalie, I'm riding with the Leafs. I like I like their fire they're showing. They're they're on a good streak right now. They look solid. They're playing physical. They're getting to the puck. The Panthers also look phenomenal. Don't don't get me wrong there. I think the Panthers have taken in a lot more guys than people are realizing, and that's going to take a little bit to gel and click together. Um, they do have a couple other games this week that they can make that happen. So I could see them being in full form on Sunday as well. But my, my gut's telling me if the Leafs find a, a solid goaltender to help them compete a lot more, I like the Leafs to win this one uh, three to two. And if the Leafs do not end up picking a goaltender in the next uh, 24 hours, I like the Panthers to win this one three to one. I like that. So hot takes, hot takes, hot takes, hot baby. takes, hot takes. That's what we're all about. All right, what you got first? Uh, let's see. Okay, so Tuesday night, March 22nd, I've got the Carolina Hurricanes playing in Tampa Bay against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We've got two of the arguably best teams in the NHL going head-to-head in Tampa. You've got the back-to-back defending champions at home against the Canes who have made noise this year. I mean, their goaltending has been stellar. 
Their offense has been incredible. The Lightning have played really well at home this year. I like the Canes to come in, and I like the Canes to not blow them out, but I like them to dominate this game. I think the Canes control the puck. They use the fast break to their advantage. Uh, they don't let the Lightning get on any runs. It's going to be it's going to be dependent on the Canes staying out of the box. The Lightning have a stellar power play, yeah. um, so if the Canes can stay out of the box and play their game. I like the Canes to take this one four to two. If they get into penalty trouble, different story, but I'm going Canes four to two. I'm going to say this and might be, might be a hot take. And again, I'm probably totally talking out of my ass, but I don't think Vasilevsky's quite in playoff form yet. I would agree with you. I think he, I think he looks good. He's had a lot of stellar mm-hmm. saves, but I've also seen a couple squeak by him where I'm like, playoff Vasi doesn't let that in. No, he so doesn't. I, I agree with you there. I think I no, I'm not saying he's not going to get there by all means. Yeah. He, he always oh, does. He always, always does. But right now, he's just not in that form at the moment. Yeah. Um, with that being said, though, I think the Canes are just an absolute beast at home, but also on the road as well. I'm kind of sticking with yours, but I'm going to say it's going to be relatively close. I'm going to say it's three to two Canes. Three to two Canes. I like it. I like it. Springer, what's your next pick? Oh, baby. I got just an absolutely filthy one here just the dirtiest game of the week it is springer's dumpster fire pick of the week um Boy. gonna be an absolutely nasty one i'm gonna take it's the tuesday the 22nd it is the kraken at the arizona coyotes let me tell you i think that this game is going to be absolutely disgusting um, <laughs> and i don't mean that as a good disgusting and it's not in a good disgusting absolutely not <laughs> um i think that the kraken's only saving grace in this game is that grubauer is act is looking significantly better than he has the last two times that they played the oats agreed um, but the kraken are oh and two against the oats and i don't see that trend changing unfortunately yeah Ah, I'm going to take the Yotes three to one in this one. Okay. Taking the Yotes three. Uh, I like that. I I also agree. Um, it doesn't really have to do with any of the previous games that have gotten played uh, this season between the two teams, but I just, based on the moves the Kraken have made and the lack of moves the Coyotes have made, uh, you know, whether that be helpful or not to them, I think the Coyotes are going to run the Kraken. They're they're hurting after losing three of their best guys, uh, including their captain. It's going to be an interesting time for the Kraken the rest of this season. I'll be I'll be curious to see what they do and how they perform. But I I have to go with the Coyotes here. I I mean I almost want to take them six nothing, but I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll go against my better judgment and I'll say the Yotes are taking this one four to one. Okay. So, so to one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be an ugly one. So. Yeah, let's just move Thurs- past that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night. Um, my second pick. We got the Predators, Nashville Predators, playing against the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. Uh, two teams that are really going to need to kind of buck down here and finish out strong if, if they mm-hmm. want to have a good good position in the playoffs or even make the playoffs. 
Um, you know, Vegas is looking at not making the playoffs for the first time in franchise history, which sounds like a lot, but let's remember they were started in, I want to say 2018, 2019. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they've only had three or four seasons to work with granted impressive. They've done so well this far, but Mm -hmm. I, um, I like the Preds to come into Vegas and put on a show. Uh, I know putting on a show is Vegas's thing typically, but Nashville's going to come in and have a little Smashville action. And I like, I like them to take this one four to two. I think it's a tight one. I think, I, I don't think it'll be an empty netter. I think it'll be a, a late, late in the third, fourth goal. But I, uh, I like the Preds to come out on top. I think they're finally hitting, hitting stride. They've got, um, I can't remember the name of their rookie who's having just a heck of a year. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't think Robin Leonard's looking amazing. He's not looking a plus. Mm. And you look on the other side of the ice with you say Soros he does look amazing. He is looking eight plus. Really so, um, yep, Preds four two. Springer, what what do you think? I like it. It's I gotta say, it's amazing how much of a decline Vegas is making with Mark Stone out of the lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It, it's crazy just to say or just to see how much taking a captain out of your lineup really affects your team. It's insane. <laughs> I mean, obviously there's I mean, a lot of variables. It's Springer. It's almost like you're talking that personally, like it's almost like your team just traded away their captain or something. That'd be crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even think about that till right now. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I just had to rub a little salt in there. You know, it would have been really great if your would have gone to the flames. You know what? Just kind of diverge off of that really quick. The fact that they celebrate his 1,000th game in Seattle. What was it? Like earlier this week. Uh, and he doesn't even play that fucking game. Yeah, that's right. He didn't play. No, they took him out. They healthy scratched him <laughs> on his 1,000th game celebration. Literally uh, got dressed for the preseason. I wonder, or like I wonder the pre-game. I wonder if it was because they knew the trade was in the talk. And sorry, we're, well, getting, we're getting off. We're getting off topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay, geez. your your pick, your pick, Preds and Knights. Yeah, Preds Knights. I'm gonna go. I, I kind of like the way you're thinking. I don't know if this one's gonna be. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Preds. Would you have? I said four two. Okay. Um, I could also I could also very well see a three one. Right, that that's yeah, that's I think that's what I'm gonna three, take. Two. I think that's what I'm going to take. Preds like three it. to one. I like it. Yep. I like it. All right. What's yep. your third game of the week? It's going to be an interesting one. Um, I think so. Thursday, the 24th, we've got stars at Canes. I think this is the second Canes game we've got to watch this week. If that says anything about the Canes as a whole, I think that the Canes are darn good looking team. And I think that they're a really fun team to watch too. Uh, especially at home, but I think that the stars have really kind of made made a pretty good push second half of the season. They're starting to look fairly decent now. If I don't know if that's going to land them in the playoffs, but I think that if this team started out the season the way that they're playing right now, I think that that's a whole lot of a whole different conversation for the stars going into going into the playoffs. But right. I think that this is going to be a good game. With that being said, though, it's hard to hard to bet against the Canes right now, but I think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to take Canes 3-2 to two on this one. I like it. I like it. I, um, 
I'm kind of on your same thought process there, but the stars have been nasty on the road. Yeah. The, as of late. And the Canes just lost to, I can't remember who it was, um, but they just lost last Friday at home for only the seventh time this year. Uh, I'll be curious to see when we do hit Thursday if the Canes have lost again at home. Mm-hmm. If they have not, I'm taking the Stars to upset them. If they have, I'm taking the Canes to take the dub. If, if the Canes lose their next at-home game, I'm taking the Canes 5-2. to f- two. If wow. the Canes win their next at-home game, I'm taking the Stars 2-1. Uh, to one. Interesting. I know. It's, Interesting. For some reason, it's where my brain's at. I can't even explain why. Moving okay. into Friday, love a little Pittsburgh Penguins-New York Rangers matchup at Madison Square Garden. That is two teams that despise each other. With a yep. burning passion, they mm-hmm. hate the other team, mm-hmm. um, and we're also seeing a Rangers team who, you know, hit not a slump, but we're just kind of an average team. A uh, little <laughs> bit before the All Star break, a little bit after the All Star break, but I think we're seeing them shape back into a team that can contend in the playoffs. So yeah. we are also seeing the Penguins uh, <laughs> in in their second half season form as they do. Uh, being phenomenal and putting a lot of pucks in the net. So this is going to be a phenomenal matchup. I'm so excited to watch it. I think I'm going to take the Penguins on the road. I think the Rangers are trending upward. They're going to continue to trend that way, but I think the Penguins have so much firepower right now. They are very chippy um, in a good way, and they're they're going to find a way to get the dub in Madison Square Garden. Give me the Pens uh, 4-2. 4-2. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I I think I'm going to have to bet the opposite on you here. I think that you Rangers like, goal- you like Shesterkin? Yeah, I, Shesterkin's hard to bet against. That's the one thing I was yeah. kind of kind of wavering on is he's been having yeah. a a year and a half and I now that I process that, I'm still taking the pens but I'm taking them 2 to 1. Okay. Low scoring. I like it. I like it. I'm I think I'm going to take the Rangers on this one. I think All I'm right. going to take I like it. I think I'm going to take them Four to two. Four to two. Okay. You like the Rangers devil man, manpower. I like it. I think so. I think so. I like it. What's we'll your uh, what's your what's your fourth game? Well, while we're on the uh on the topic of the pins, the Wednesday game, so two days before that pins Rangers game, we've got the pins at Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres, a team that is for whatever ever fucking reason is trending upwards right now they're (laughs) looking decent and i don't know why yeah them beating calgary at home one to nothing in overtime that was probably one of the most exciting one nothing games of the season probably if not it was it was crazy intense there were so many chances goaltending was just stellar on both ends and you know the one that the one that even did go in was just kind of a mishap fluke of a of a turnover behind Calgary's net. So <laughs> call me crazy, fuck it, why not? I'm taking the Sabers on this one. I think it's going to be another low scoring game. I'm taking the Sabers two to one on this one. Wow, I crazy. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this. I I've got the I've got the pens in this one 
not only to give them momentum to go into New York and then beat the Rangers as well, mm-hmm. but I, I, I just I don't see how the Sabers can hang with them defensively. The offensive power that the Pens have with Malkin and Cross, like it's, I, I don't see the Sabers. I see them putting up a fight. I don't see it being close in the end, though. I'm taking the Pens four to one. I think I think I think it's I think it's a close game up until the third, and then I think uh, you know the Pens start to start to wear down the Sabers, and they they get a couple couple in the uh, middle late third. Yeah, I like it. Okay, let's move into your last game of the week and probably the one that you're most excited to talk I about. I got two more. I got two more actually. Um, I on, on Saturday, I've got. The uh, the Ducks and the Sharks. This this is an interesting one. Um, it is. The Sharks have kind of just been meh all season. Just yeah. pretty pretty average, pretty mediocre. And yeah. the Ducks the Ducks had a pretty solid start, and now they're starting to downtrend a little bit. Yeah. Um, I like the Ducks to go into San Jose and get a dub here. I think they're going to have some solid goaltending behind them, and I think <clears throat> Zegris is going to have a big game naturally uh as he tends to do every other game <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah. i i like the ducks to take this one three to one ducks three to one i like it i think both teams this is these are two teams that are i don't want to say they're fighting for because i don't think either of these teams are fighting for a playoff spot anymore i think that both of these teams are really gonna have to make a legitimate push to even have a chance um, I agree. I, think I agree. The Ducks more more so than the Sharks, but it's you know West Coast battles, the Pacific Division battles are always always fun to watch. Two California teams. Um, I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the Ducks. Hard to bet on a shutty. It is. That's a t- that's a tough one. You think you think the Ducks shut out the, the Sharks? I don't think so. You know what? I'm going to take Ducks two to one on to this one. one. Okay. Okay. One. Another okay. another another low score. I like it. I like low it. Score. Let's uh, let's jump into your fifth and final pick. Then we'll get mine and we'll uh, we'll wrap it up for everyone at home. Okay. Classic, classic Canadian game for new fans. I, I in my opinion, and you know, I am kind of I guess slightly biased or was slightly biased, but I think that this is kind of this is like your. You know, compared to like college football, this is your Auburn, Alabama, your Texas versus Texas A&M. This is yeah. your. Yep. Um, is, uh, it's 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 similar. It's similar to those in-state rivalries, even though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's um, in-country in rivalry, I guess. Yeah. It's your KU, K-State in basketball. Yeah. Oh, it's, wait. Hold on now. Hold on now. Because that's just one sided to KU. <laughs> I mean, well, the cats in basketball. Why are we comparing them? <laughs> How about let's talk I, I football? Mean, let's, let's, I, let's, I don't like that basketball stuff. Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> but yes, it is the Battle of Alberta. It's the Edmonton Oilers at Calgary Flames. I think this is the last matchup between these two teams this season. I believe you're right. New yes. Fans, new fans highly recommend this game. Battle of Alberta is always a good one to watch. Two teams that are chippy. Very chippy. It's one of, in, one, of the, one of the chippier games that you'll watch all season. If you like watching yep. some fights and some guys that really, really hate each other, and yep. you know, at two sometimes, fan sometimes you're worried they might actually commit murder on the ice, that <laughs> would be the game to watch. Yep. Two fan bases that also hate each other. Yeah. Um, uh, 
you know, we might even see some fights in the stands. So it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> oh man. I'm so glad Canada has allowed some people back in the stands. I hope we get a video of, uh, Attili in that'd the stands. Be, that'd the, be great. That's the old Donnybrook. Um, but yeah, Oilers, Flames. Oilers obviously kind of struggling this year. Flames not really struggling this year at all. I'm going to take the Flames in this one 5-2. to two. I think it's wow. not really close, but I think it's still going to be a chippy game nonetheless. Obviously, Oilers are probably going to be looking for some momentum in one way or another, which in this case is probably going to be going to be a couple Tillies. Naturally, act- a couple fisticuffs for sure. I, oh, yeah. uh, I I like it. I, I also think the Flames are going to win. But I think Edmonton's going to put up more of a fight than you're giving them credit for. Uh, and okay. that's – I think we're, we're seeing McDavid and Dreisaitl really find their stride. At, you know, I feel like we say that every year as we hit this point yeah. in time and then they somehow find a way to blow it. But knock on wood, this year feels different <laughs> as it gets said every year. Um, I also think the Flames, you know, in their past – Two in the past three games, they've been shut out twice, or maybe it's four games now. I can't remember if they played yesterday, but I mean, either way, they're they're starting to run into a little bit of trouble offensively producing. And as we mentioned, one of those shutouts was against the Buffalo Sabers, who should be able to handle pretty uh, pretty well. So I'm not saying Calgary's downtrending. I'm not saying it's anything to worry about. But I'm, I'm I am saying as we uh, as we kind of look at this matchup, it would be. Curious, I'd be. I'm, I'm curious to see if in the next 24 hours the Oilers make a move for a goaltender. If they do, I give this game like almost a pick 'em. Like it could go either way. It's gonna be a one goal game. If they don't, I think the Flames take it probably probably four to two. If the Oilers get a get attendee that can help them compete a lot better, uh, I like this to be a three to two game and give me the Flames still at home, but it's but it's closer. So I like it. Well, uh, we'll jump, we'll jump into my last pick, the last, yeah, last, last favorite pick, one. puck pick for the week. This is my favorite one. Again, those of you new to the podcast, huge, huge Minnesota Wild boy over here. So I had to had to include them in my favorite game. It is going to be a great one. If I mean, taking the bias out, it is going to be a stellar game. You've got the Colorado Avalanche who are leading the league in points. They are just an absolute powerhouse of a team coming into Minnesota to play against the wild who have been struggling a little bit, but it seems like, and we'll, we'll, you know, be able to follow up with this next Sunday. Actually, we'll probably be recording as I'm watching the game. I'll be curious to see how the wild continue to perform. I know I mentioned it on Thursday, the wild are hitting their franchise high nine game home, home streak, whatever, whatever, however you say that. Uh, yeah. So they're going to have a lot of momentum. They're going to be very comfortable. We hang out at home. They've already won their last two, I believe it was. We just beat the Blackhawks and oh no, we might, I can't remember. But the Wild need to get all the wins that they can while they're on this home home game stretch. So mm-hmm. I expect them to come in very fiery, ready to go. They they've done a really good job lately of the first period being stellar, the second period being mediocre. And the third period, kicking it into another higher gear that if they could play like that all game, they wouldn't lose. So I like them knowing they're going against the ads, knowing we're coming playoff crunch time. The Wild are going to be fiery on all cylinders. So is Colorado. Not taking that away from them. But I, I like the home team here with just a little, little bit of an edge. High scoring game. Give me the Wild 5-4. to four. Wow. Dumb. 
dare we call you Steve-O because you're a wild boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, that, no, that makes me want to end the podcast right now. That's ridiculous. You're fired, Springer. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> oh, man. I'm terrible. God, I hate myself, too. Um, but <laughs> to jo- talk about this game, um, channel your inner, inner broadcaster. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, I, I like what you're saying. I just I feel like then you probably know better than I do, but I feel like the Wild have really struggled against the Avs this year. They've brought them to overtime twice, I think. Okay. So that's why I like it to be a one goal game. They, I, I do think if we're talking in terms of like head to head, I think the Wild are one in three against them. I, I'm not positive on that. I know we just lost to them in January in a shootout. We did. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. So we lost one in January and lost another in October. And lost another in September. Yep, you would be. Oh, but we also beat them in October. Okay, so we're one and three against them. I was gonna say I knew we beat them once. We're one and three against them this year. With with two of those games going to overtime. Okay. You know what? I think we're gonna make it. I think it's gonna be one and four. I I just feel like you know the Wild are definitely making some moves. Um, obviously, gold Sorry, team's one of one of those games went to overtime. I I just really think it's hard to bet against the abs just in general i agree uh, i agree I'm, I'm i'm going i'm going more on a uh, on a fan base bet here than i am on a logical bet a logical bet yeah um with that being said i i think it'll be close don't get me wrong but it's, it's hard to bet against the abs and because of that i'm going to take the abs on this one i think that you're right definitely that it's going to be kind of a more high scoring game I think it'll be close. You know what? I'm going to say that this one goes into, over- into overtime. Ooh. I think I'm going to the abs five to four on this one. Damn. Well, I respect it. You're wrong, but I respect it. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see, baby. Well, have like I said, we'll, 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 be, we'll probably be recording when this happens next week, so that'll be good. A little, little hatred podcast. Yeah, right. Well, um, I think that brings us through all of our puck picks. We, we appreciate you all listening. As always, go give us a follow on Twitter. Give us a follow, subscribe, like, whatever the hell it is on Apple Music and Spotify. We, yeah. we, love, we love the support. Feel free, to, uh, feel free to DM us on Twitter if you do. Yeah. Go through and watch some of these games this week. That'd be awesome. Yes. Let us know your thoughts. Tell us how stupid we are and why you don't like our picks. Or, you know, if you're feeling generous and you want to say you liked our pick, that's cool, too. We're all right yeah, with feel that. Yeah, feel great also on yes rate us as well Spotify. yeah you can comment to us there also let us know how big a dummies we are and always um, always why we're wrong on pretty much every topic except for the uh dulce and gabbana tracksitos because i don't want to hear anybody say anything bad about those because i think that that is pure genius you can't tell um, me that wouldn't look amazing come on it would look unreal oh and i think that the russian players especially who already have a love for tracksitos, I think that you wouldn't be able to take those off of those guys. No, they'll, they'll, they'll play with them under their pads. Like they'll, <laughs> they'll live in them. That will become their new skin. 
I, I think that we're on to something with that too. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I think we're we need to relax. Too many good ideas at once, Springer. We got we gotta we gotta tone it down. We got a lot of podcasts to spread this out over. I know. I'm just getting a brain hard on thinking about all the potential ideas that we could bring to the NHL. So I think we gotta Man. stop now. Yeah, we should we while should we're ahead. We should well we're ahead for well, you know, we'll call it ahead, sure. <laughs> um anyways, we appreciate you all. We love y'all and like I said, feel free to reach out with us. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk to you again next Sunday or maybe Monday about the time it gets uploaded. Either one, <laughs> either one, whatever. We'll see how I do. So I'm feeling how much Adderall I take. One love, everybody. One love, peace. Mm-hmm.